Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. It's a great honor. We're grateful. Very grateful. Deeply appreciated. For what is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that you visit us? That because you put a bit of yourself inside us, you treasure us, you love us, and you visit us. And for this, we're grateful. As we enter your word now, we ask this same tangible anointing and presence will go with us to open the word, to open our eyes, that we may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Anoint me afresh. Help me speak as an oracle of God as I ought. Put the same unction and anointing upon the ears and the hearts of all who will hear me those who are physically present here as well as those who will be hearing me remotely electronically so that your word will flow freely father from you through me to the people so that this word will do an internal and eternal work in each of our hearts including my own causing our wills to become more humble as we see them excellencies of your word and your will our minds to be more enlightened with truth and revelation knowledge and wisdom our emotions to be more tempered and controlled by the power of the fruit of your holy spirit i pray further as i speak the power of the holy spirit be released in great as well as in sufficient measure to back these words following them wherever they are heard and released in all the earth. Yes, power that will heal, power that will deliver, power that will break yokes, power that will free men so that they will become doers of the things that they hear and not hearers only. I further pray for mercy to be faithful, to deliver the word with precision, redeem the time, and say only what you want me to say. Bring now the treasure of this word things new and old as a scribe instructed unto the kingdom in jesus wonderful name we pray and all those in agreement with me receiving every blessing i mentioned in their individual lives all individually agreed and said this afternoon i'm going to continue and by the grace and the mercy of god conclude my landmark prophetic uh, message and preaching and teaching on times and seasons for the perfecting of the church. In our last teaching on this, I intimated us that I preached this message over 30 years ago. We even wrote a small book on it called Times and Seasons. And God gave me back then a revelation of the end time in three jubilee cycles corresponding 
to the three sections of the Feast of Tabernacles, most Christians, particularly the modern Pentecostal charismatic church, are only aware and knowledgeable to some degree of the Feast of Pentecost. But the Feast of Pentecost is only the second of the three feasts that uh, are, are shadows of our Christian experiences here on earth. The first one is Passover, which is symbolic of our new birth when we get born again. The second one is Pentecost, which is symbolic of our experiencing the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues and the attendant uh, manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit as the Spirit wills. But there is a third feast, which is the Feast of Tabernacles, which speaks of us coming into the perfection and the fullness of Christ. It's also called the Feast of Ingathering, and it's the feast in which fruits are harvested. The Feast of Passover, what is harvested is barley in Israel. At the Feast of Pentecost, what is harvested is wheat. But at the Feast of Tabernacle, what is harvested is fruit. So the Feast of Tabernacle speaks of the ingathering, firstly, of the fruit of the Spirit, the perfection of the love of God in the church, which gives us the character of Christ. And then secondly, it speaks of the ingathering of the fruit of the nations, where the church will have an entrance into every tribe, tongue, and kindred on the earth and make disciples, not just believers, disciples in every tribe, tongue, and kindred typified and exemplified by the 12 apostles and the 70 disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. That must be reproduced in every tribe, tongue, and kindred. There will be people, maybe as low as 12, as high as 70, 100, 1,000, depending on, you know, their uh, openness and their availability, who amongst their own people, in their own culture, in their own language, will heal the sick, will cleanse the lepers, will raise the dead, you know, and will cast out devils, just like the 12 apostles did during, and the 70 did during the ministry of Jesus. And this cannot happen until the first part happens, which is the ingathering of the fruit of the Spirit. And the Lord showed me back then, in, through 30 year, uh, over 30 years ago, it's about 1990, about 1989, 90, about when I preached this message. And uh, he showed me there that the end time can, the times and the seasons, the word times just means years, and then the seasons. You know, in the natural, you have years and seasons. For example, we're in the year of our Lord, 2023. And then we have in England and in America, in the temperate countries, they have uh, four seasons. Here in Nigeria and in the tropics, we usually have two seasons. We have the rainy season, and then you have the dry season. In, uh, in temperate climes, they have, you know, uh, uh, um, winter, they have spring, then they have summer, which we're entering. It's going to be summer in two days' time. 21st of June marks the beginning of summer, you know, and then they have uh, autumn, or in America they call it fall, you know, they have four seasons. Now, spiritually, the same thing, there's a spiritual parallel to that that God has 
the years in which he does things, and then he has the seasons in which he does things. And the Bible says the sons of Issachar, which typify the prophetic ministry, they had understanding of the times or the years and what Israel ought to do. True, anointed, accurate prophetic ministry. We understand the season in which the church is living and what the emphasis of the church should be to fulfill the will of God for that season. And so the Lord showed me that there are going to be three approximately, and I use the word approximately, because when you're dealing with types and shadows, you cannot be dogmatic. It, it's not 2050. It could be 2048. It could be 2062. You know, 55. You know, we're going to see more of that as I go on. And so, but the Lord showed me this by revelation. He said that the end time is characterized by three seasons. Trumpets which is the first part of the Feast of Tabernacles, the Day of Atonement, which is the second part of the Feast of Tabernacles, and then the Feast of Tabernacles, the Harvest, the Feast of Tabernacles itself. And he showed me back then, he said that from 1900, about 1900, when the baptism of the Holy Spirit returned to the church, the, and the big people began to speak in tongues, that was the return of the prophetic trumpet to the church. The trumpet is not just the physical shofar, you know, which is a ram's horn that they blow. That was what happened in the Old Testament. That's just a shadow. The real thing, the Bible says, you know, uh, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it says that, you know, that, you know <clears throat> except the trumpet gives a certain sound. Who will prefer so Talking about speaking in tongues. So speaking in tongues is like a trumpet. And in Isaiah 58, the Bible says, lift up your voice like a trumpet. So when you speak in tongues, you're actually blowing in uh, a sense a prophetic trumpet because it is not you who is talking. It's the Holy Spirit who's given utterance. So there was the season of trumpet and it lasted from about 1900 to about 1950. And we see it's exactly what happened. Because the, one of the main purposes of the trumpets was to gather the people together in ancient Israel. When God brought them out through Moses. Whenever they blew a particular uh, type of trumpet, they never knew that um, because they were the, the camp was scattered around the tabernacle. So people would leave their tents and quickly rush to the tabernacle to hear what God is saying through Moses. You know, about their journey or whatever it is they wanted to do. And that's what God did. About 1948, something wonderful happened. Ancient Israel had been scattered all of these years. And I gave details last time. I won't repeat all of those things. They were regathered as a nation back in their ancestral homeland, you know, in Palestine. But that didn't happen only for Israel. It also happened in the church. There was a formation, a gathering together of the church at the evangelical level, you know, with the Ecumenical Council of Churches, which was started in 1948. Uh, Billy Graham ministry started in 1948. At the Pentecostal level, the Voice of Healings uh, group of ministers under Gordon Lindsay. Uh, Kenneth Hagin was a part of that. Ora Roberts was a part of that. T.L. Osborne and many other great men of God, you know, they, uh, even William Branham, they were all a part of this uh, voice and they gathered. And then in Saskatchewan, in Canada, at the same time, another group of Christians gathered together, you know, 
uh, in what is known as the latter rain and began to teach and, and, and talk about the ministry gifts, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the, to edify and bring the church into the fullness of Christ. People like George Warnock was a part of that move, you know, and others that I don't even know. So, trumpets was fulfilled. Then, the church entered a new season, the season of Day of Atonement. Now, in ancient Israel, the purpose of Day of Atonement was to remove the sins of Israel for a year, you know, uh, by the high priest going into the Holy of Holies and taking the blood of the uh, bullock or the animal that was sacrificed and sprinkling it on the mercy. It was only done once in a year. All the other sacrifices throughout the year were done in the outer court. But once a year, the high priest will enter into the holiest of all and he will put the blood upon the, um, uh, upon the mercy seat. It's symbolic and prophetic of the time that would come where the sin nature in the church would be removed by the blood of Jesus, the word of God, and the power of the Holy Spirit as symbol, as, as, as written by Paul in Ephesians chapter 5, in verse 26, where he said, you know, um, you know, that he's going to come for a glorious church that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. And this has happened, you know, uh, about, we, we even made a little bit earlier, about 1995, we started teaching, got revelation on, I've never heard anybody say it before, but it's the word of God, cleansing perfection, which is like the state Jesus was in when he was 12. Now, no miracles, but there was this internal work that was being done where the sin nature could be removed from the soul, the mind, the will, the emotions, and the physical body. And we've been experiencing that, you know. But now, there's a third season, which is from about the year 2000 to about the year 2050. Because all of them were in Jubilee cycles, you know. Why Jubilee cycles? The Jubilee symbolized a release into, uh, in ancient Israel, into the inheritance that people lost, you know, because of poverty and they had to sell their land. At Jubilee, everything is restored. That's the meaning of Jubilee. It means a time of restoration. So you find that natural Israel was restored back to Israel, you know, by 1948. So you see, it, 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 it beat the shadow. The, the shadow is 50. But they actually made it by 1948. Because the baptism of the Holy Spirit actually came December 31st, 1900 in Topeka, Kansas. So it spilled into 1901. You know? And then people started speaking in tongues and God, people began to pray in the Spirit. And God used it to gather Israel. And at the same time, he gathered the church. You know? And, 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 and people together. In the second season, Day of Atonement, after World War II, you know, and the season of trumpets was over. Now, let me tell you something about the feasts and, the, and, the, and, their, and their prophetic um, fulfillment. When we say a feast has been fulfilled, it doesn't mean it stops happening. It just means that that season is over and people can now continue to enjoy it from that time onwards. So tongues is still with us today. We're still blowing trumpets today. You know. And then uh, um, 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 uh, we 
get people, people started from 20, from 1950 and onwards, the emphasis in the church changed. The trumpets were still there, you know, but the emphasis now changed, you know, to use the tongues, you know, to uh, um, remove the sin nature and develop the fruit of the spirit. So there was now an emphasis on the word. God raised up men like Kenneth Hagin, you know, and Derek Prince and others, and they began to emphasize the teaching of the word because it is by the cleansing of the washing of the water of the word that the church is going to experience uh, cleansing perfection. And here we, and it came right down to us, you know, I got born again in 1979 and others, you know, and we began to teach on all these things. Now, we've, we're now in the third season. The third season is from about 20, 2000 to about 2050. And I use the word about. And I believe that, and you're going to see that as I ministered this afternoon, that God in his mercy and grace is going to help us to accomplish what is accomplished in the other two seasons. We won't have to wait till 2050. I believe we'll be able to fulfill the purpose of the feast even before 2050, just like it was in the other two feasts. The first one was 2048. The next one was 1995. And 1995 is a very significant year because, you see, it's actually, Jesus was actually born about 5 BC. So, you don't start counting the third day of the Lord, the third 1,000 year period of the church from 2000. You start counting from about 1995, 1996. And that's when all this revelation, you know, even I, yet I, yet not I, but the grace of God which was me, I was amazed at the clarity, the understanding the way the word of God was coming out, you know, the understand. For years, the church didn't understand sin nature. They didn't distinguish between sin nature and acts of sin. And how the sin nature can be removed from the soul and the body. How the sin nature is still in the soul and body, but no longer in the spirit. All that came, you know. Of course, you know, like Isaac Newton said, if I have seen uh, further, it's because I stood on the shoulders of giants you know i didn't know everything by myself you know we stood on the shoulders of people like kenneth hagan and, and Derek prince and others you know and then we're able to see because this was our season now this season we're in now like i said is we're about the year 2995 till about 2050 it has two parts to it it has the part of the ingathering of the flow spirit we've done that we're doing that right now Revelation of the love of God has come, the fruit of the Spirit, how to operate in it, and all of that. Now we must enter the second part of it, which is the ingathering of the nations. And to do that, we need the manifestation of what the Bible calls the sons of God. We need the manifestation of the Spirit without measure. We have the Holy Ghost. But we don't have it without measure like Jesus did. And it is only that that can uh, uh, bring in the harvest of the nation. That is why now we have to learn, we have to get revelation from God's word on you know, how this manifestation of the spirit without measure will come. So that we can wrap up this season you know, before the uh, end of... Uh, the 2050 date. Now, it could extend beyond 2050. I'm not being dogmatic because I realize it's, it's types and shadows. And it all depends on what we're doing. So we saw in our last lesson where the Bible talks about, you know, 
we should hasten the coming of the Lord. One, Second uh, uh, Peter chapter three verse eight. One of the translation I like that one. Uh, New International says, "Speed its coming." So it's not fixed. It can be earlier. It can be later. But I am very uh, hopeful. You know, it will be earlier. Why? The first two seasons were earlier. The first one was 1948, before the 1950. The second one was 1995, before 2000. So why won't this one be earlier? By the grace of God, it will be earlier in Jesus' name. Hence, this present truth prophetic message. Now, today, I'm going to zero in on two major prophetic scriptures. The first one is in Hosea. Hosea chapter 6, the scripture we preached many years ago too, but the time is now. You know, when Daniel, when Jeremiah prophesied, I'll be talking about that, said Daniel understood by the books the number of years. I'm going to give you some years now. I'm not predicting the year and the date that Jesus will come. Nobody knows that in detail. But we are supposed to know perfectly the times which is the years and the seasons. That is, we know the approximate, you know, um, a time so that we can be uh, inspired and empowered to uh, do know what Israel ought to do. And by that speed, it's coming. So, Hebrew, uh, sorry, Hosea chapter 6, verse 2. We even have a song for it after two days, you know. And uh, it's one of the songs my wife... And our classmates used to sing in uh, St. Anne's, you know. And we didn't used to sing it in CMS, but they used to sing it in St. Anne's. And I remember my wife teaching us, it to us, you know, um, um, uh, to us here in church uh, some, years, so, so, some years ago, you know. Um, what's that hymn, honey? About, you know, um, the, the, oh gosh, it escaped my head. What did you say, darling? Yeah? Exactly, that's it. God is working his purpose out. You know, it's a prophetic song. You know, because you see, the time, it says, nearer and nearer draws the time. The time that will surely be when the earth will be filled. Glory of God as the waters cover the sea. So, here we are. So what we want to do now is draw the time nearer. Draw the time nearer. But I want to give you now more detail. And the purpose is to inspire you and instruct you so that you will play your part to speed its coming. Don't be like many Christians. See, many Christians are living in a fool's paradise. Thinking that, oh, the rapture can happen tomorrow. I can tell you categorically the rapture will not happen tomorrow. You will be here, I will be here, and you will come and shake my hand and say, Pastor Olibi, you are a true prophet, because it came to pass. Now, is the rapture going to happen? Yes! But certain conditions have to be fulfilled. We are not going to see any rapture until you see a perfect church. Until you see a bunch, a, a company of Christians, you know, that have grown spiritually, you know, some individually, some undercovering to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that are daily, daily 
healing the sick instantly, cleansing lepers, raising the dead, casting out devils, demonstrating incredible photographic memory, language learning ability, artistic ability, musical ability, mathematical ability, performing physical, intellectual, political, economic, and environmental miracles like and better that has been seen and shown in Joseph, in Moses, you know, in Solomon, in uh, um, Elisha, in Mordecai, in Esther, and in Daniel. All that must be fulfilled before Jesus comes. So don't fool yourself and think, oh, we can't. And that's why we're preaching these things. So that number one, the church will begin to have faith for it. Then two, we'll start to pray it, practice it, and until we, you know, like we said during the Bible study, every promise, every promise in Christ, in the Bible, in Christ is here and amen. All those promises must be fulfilled in us before Jesus will come. And you know, when my wife called the fathers out to pray for us, she said God gave her a word. This morning, we haven't spoken, you know, I just came to church, you know, and then she came to join us here in church. And she hit it right, it's really God. He said, God is not slack concerning his promise. And God told me, he said, that is your, the word for you. This promise of the manifestation of the sons of God, this promise of the glory of God, I'm not slack concerning it. And that's why we should all be inspired that God spoke through his servant and gave us a word. Say, I'm not slack concerning that promise. I'm coming in my glory. And I'll tell you something, brethren. It's going to be greater than anything that has ever been seen. It's even going to surpass the ministry of Jesus. Now, I know people say, oh, don't go there. I didn't say it. Jesus did. He said, you will do works. And he said, you will do greater works. The world is about to be hit by a flood of glory. A spiritual tsunami of the light that has never been seen. And what God is doing now is preparing a company of people. Sadly, it will not be the whole church. It's the will of God for it to be the whole church. No, it's the will of God for everybody to go to heaven. But not everybody goes to heaven. It's the will of God for everybody to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But not everybody is baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's the will of God for everybody to be a part of this great move. But not everybody will be. Why? Because of men's stubbornness. Because of their rebellion. Their refusal to fulfill the conditions. Hence, this present truth prophetic message. Hosea chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. After two days will he revive us. And in the third day we shall, he will raise us up. And we shall live in his sight. Verse 3. Then, turn to your neighbor say, then when? Ask your neighbor, say, then when? Because you have to read it in its context. I would say, then when? Then turn back to your neighbor and reply them. When we have been raised up. And then tell them that that raise up is not the rapture. It's the glory. And I'm going to show it for you from the Bible. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service 
and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.